Hey, everybody. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network. You may be wondering why the episode name is a little different. We recently launched our live YouTube D3 track show to cover the current season and the current athletes in D3 right now. Last night, Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central was the first episode of The Double, and now we're bringing it to you on the podcast feed. My co-host for this is Mike Zerzolo. If you're a listener of the Sidious Mag podcast or More Than Running, you know his name as he's the editor and producer of each show, and he's also a D3 guy. He graduated from TCNJ and is still following the sport closely, so it's great to be joined by him. Noah will still be on the Tuesday interview podcasts. That's right, we're bringing you two podcasts a week now. If you missed out on any of the live coverage, join us next Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central on YouTube, and you can follow along with us. It was a lot of fun this time around, and we hope to see you on Thursdays. For the first episode of The Double, we bring on Aiden Ryan, who just ran the fastest 3K in D3 history. We go over the race and what he has in store for us this season. Followed by Aiden, we have Ella Barron from Johns Hopkins. She was the runner-up in both the 1500 and 5K last outdoor season. She just finished ninth in cross country and ran a new personal best of 936 in the 3k which is good for 15th all time our last interview of the night was with henry pick henry had a breakout season in cross country by placing third overall and leading his team to a sixth place finish he flew across the country to run on the bu track and ran 811 in the 3k that's good for seventh overall and you throw in the oversized tracks, and that's ninth overall. He had great perspective on what he did to have a breakthrough season and what he's looking forward to next. This was a lot of fun to do a YouTube Live in front of an audience and now to put it on the podcast feed. A special thanks to Maureen Matthews and Brennan Straits for for backing us on Patreon. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, consider backing us on Patreon. It will go into covering the costs of the streaming service we just use, our hosting service, and getting some money to our writers. On that note, be sure to check out our website for more information and articles about D3 running. Make sure you follow us on social media at D3 Glory Days. And until Tuesday... Here's to the glory days. Hello and welcome to the double. We are live officially on YouTube here. I'm sure people will be slowly flowing in here, but hello to the podcast listeners. If you didn't watch this on YouTube Live, you'll have your shot every Thursday now, moving forward at 7.30 p.m. My name is Stu Newstat. I'm on the podcast as always. Unfortunately, Noah isn't here, but we have a great 
co-host in store for you. The name may sound familiar if you listen to the Sidious Mag podcast or Run Your Mouth, not Run Your Mouth, More Than Running with Dana Giordano, Giordano. Mike Zerzolo. Mike, welcome to The Double. What's up? Uh, excited to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, I ran at the College of New Jersey, finished up in 2020. Um, yeah, now editing for Sidious Mag, More Than Running. Hopefully Run Your Mouth. David Melly, hit me up. Let's edit that too. Um, but yeah, super excited to uh, bring some more coverage to D3 running. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool that the man behind the editing of some of the biggest podcasts is a D3 guy. And so we're lucky to cool. have him and he's ready to chat D3 track and field with me today. Yes. So Mike, we were chatting about what has been going on in the D3 landscape. You know, it's obviously it's very early still. But a lot of good results have happened, not only this past weekend, but in December. What's caught your eye so far here this season? Yeah, definitely a lot of good stuff so far. Um, just this past weekend, I want to start it off with Alex Christeller from Widener, um, thrower, through 19.49 in the weight throw. His previous best in the weight throw, it looks like to me, uh, was 13.13. So long overdue PR. Um, he was third in the hammer at outdoor nationals. So great thrower, really established. Um, and yeah, just threw a, a monster in the weight throw. Um, he also PR'd in the shot put in that meet, won both uh, events um, at Franklin and Marshall. So big throw from him. Um, yeah, third in the hammer at outdoor nationals. Going to do some big throw, big things in the throws this year. Excited to see what he does. Another... Uh, thing that happened this weekend bill daly at the otterbein snow globe open he won the mile and the 1k um 412 in the mile 230 in the 1k um for him his 3k pr is 917 cannot wait to see that get lowered i feel like there's a lot of guys like that especially from covid who just have some some prs that are about to get demolished um another guy in the mile matt lecky of rpi at the Utica Winter Opener, he won the mile, ran 416, but what was most impressive about that run, went out in around 212 high. So closed in 203, his last 600 was 130, um, so really great closing speed. I am excited to watch him the rest of the season. I think he's Where are you getting these splits from? Who's your, who's your source? I, I have a couple friends that run for RPI. Shout out RPI. So I was at work at Princeton Running Company. Come to us for all your running shoe needs. Um, I had the Utica winter opener. I was just watching the live splits. And yeah, was, he went out in 212 and then just started absolutely ripping. Um, so I was I was watching that live. But yeah, shout out to the, the RPI team. Um, and then moving over to the women, lit it up in the field. Um, Brea Christopher of Wartburg at the Chelsea M. Henkenius invite. She won the high jump PR of 1.74 meters. Her previous PR was 1.71, um, which the was people who like the in feet. What's that in feet? I, I don't know. I would have to pull it up. Um, I'd have to convert it. If someone in the chat wants to convert it, that'd be sick. But yeah, it was big PR and she was sixth at outdoor nationals in the high jump. Um, so yeah, already PRing early in the season. Um, she's definitely going to be a threat. She was also second in the triple jump in that meet. And then Isabel Malatich, she won the long jump and triple jump um, at nationals. She's the defending champion in both events, outdoors. 
Um, she put up some great jumps, 5.86 meters in the long jump and 12.01 in the triple jump. Um, so neither of those are PRs. So, but still they're, they're both like number one in D3 right now, just really big jumps just to start the season uh, from the defending champ in both of those. And then another fun stat, the Loris women's four by four currently have the fastest four by four time in D3. Um, they ran 356.81. The TCNJ women, they are third right now on TFERS, but they ran on a bank track, so their time got converted. They also ran exactly 356.81. So Loris and TCNJ uh, in the 4x4 have run the exact same time. So that's going to be a, a fun matchup to watch, see how that develops the rest of the season. Well, especially so early on, I'm sure those times are going to drop. And Shout yeah. out Simon Hayes in the chat. Five seven is the Five, high seven. jump there. So we got some calculations going on in the chat. You know, one there thing I want to bring up about Isabel Malatich in the in, as a jumper. I was going through this, and here's my thought process. So she's jumped yeah. three feet further already this season from when she won. She's in the top ten overall on the triple jump. Triple jump women's triple jump could be a record in danger this yeah. season. Uh, I'm going to go into some of my keys so far that I've seen so far this season, uh, starting with the Loris men's DMR. So they've quietly put together three guys who have done this so far. They had Mike Jossa, defending 800-meter champ. He's run 150 already in the 800. Ryan Harvey, he came up big for them during cross country. He's already put down 410 in the mile, and that was with um, – Sawinski, he came out to pace them uh, in December. So that was pretty cool to see, you know, a pro runner coming out to help them. And over this past weekend, Carter Oberfell ran 2.30 in the K. You know, you equate that to a, potentially a three-minute 1,200. Plus, they have a guy that's run 50 in the 400. That's already 9.50 for a DMR. DMR record's 9.45. So watch out, Loris DMR squad. Another squad I want to highlight here are the Oshkosh women mid-distance and the sprint crew. I guess the men's mid-distance as well from Oshkosh. I was looking up this up earlier in that sprints crew. They have three guys that have already ran 678, 682, and 682. So still early, right? But one, two, three in the nation. You go back to 2016, they would have three guys in the top six since 2016. So every year since 2016, they'd have three top six times from the same team. You know, that's going to be big points there at the national meet. They ran that in, at, in December too, right? Yeah. In December yeah. too. So early so on and I'm, I'm assuming yeah, sprinting is just like mid distance running, you know, you're going to peak later on in the season. You know, you bring that mileage down a little bit to, you know, what is it? 700 <laughs> meters in the yeah, practice and you're taper ready to it go. off. Yeah. Taper right off. They're also their mid D crew, both in the men and the women. You know, we mentioned Mike Josser in 150, but Washkosh guys have two guys that's gone. I'm assuming they're brothers, Steven and Ryan Potter, 152, 153 each to start off the year. And then their women, they have three women that's gone 213 and 214. Uh, Sina Madigan, Zanzi Demko both run 213. And Libby Geisness has ran 214 in the eight. You tack on Hannah Lorenz, All-American in cross country. She's ran 501, same with Zanzi Demko. 
you know, that's a good little squad they have going on with that DMR as well. So be on the lookout for Oshkosh Mid-D. And in our preview article, if you haven't read it yet, Emily Richards breaks down kind of what we've already been talking about, a little bit more, a little bit less, but an exciting transfer to Benedictine. He's already run the number 17 all-time time in the 60-meter hurdle so far. His name is Corin Leonard uh, out of Benedictine. So a JUCO transfer, uh, which is you know pretty exciting to see him coming on the scene here and already making some noise. So we'll see what he can do moving forward to this, the season, but the biggest performance so far out of the new season in 2022 has to be the three K this past weekend, the fastest three K in D three history run by Aiden Ryan. The record books want it to be a 200-meter track. The D3 Glory Days record book doesn't care. The fastest 3K of all time, Aiden Ryan, and he's here right now with us. Hello, Aiden. Welcome. Thanks. How you doing? Uh, Doing fine. Just fine? Anything anything (laughs) special happened recently? Uh, Yeah, still pretty pretty amped uh, from the race last weekend. Um, It was a ton of fun. Yeah, let's let's go into it because we know you were entered in the BU 3K in December. We saw your name on that list. You didn't you scratch or didn't run or whatever. So what came into this uh, this trip out to Washington? I saw potentially it's your grad school home. So take us through what the decision process was to go out to Washington. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about doing a master's program there. Um, I still have some eligibility to use, so I'd love to make the most of it. Um, so I was already interested in in visiting at some point. Um, so the fact that you know there was an opportunity to go and this the meet was this was last weekend, so it just made sense. Um, on top of the fact that the Dempsey's a ripping track and obviously a great field um, to get towed along. And because I had missed the BU meet in December, that was just, uh, you know, there are only so many fast races that you could run, uh, especially for, for D3. You know, it's mostly flat tracks at our, at our championships. So you got a couple BU meets. Like the fact that I could squeak in a, a meet of the Dempsey was, was hard to pass up. Yeah. Did you chat with your coaches about that? Like let them know like, Hey, I'm going to go out there and visit. Can I get in a race? Like what was that process like to get approval? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course I'd talk to my coaches and ask permission. Um, you just jump in. Yeah, like, hey, I mean, <laughs> race. No, no, I, I put it on my coach's radar. Um, as soon as I, I heard it, it would, it would be a possibility, um, just to get the gears turning. Cause I know, especially with, you know, COVID and, and traveling off campus and all the restrictions, um, I knew there'd be some hoops jumped through, but you know, I, I put that in my coach's hands and they took care of it. So how has that been for you kind of navigating COVID and everything? Um, have you guys had any like scares or anything? I know a lot of teams have had to miss. Yeah. Of, yeah, of course. I mean, there've definitely been scares, a lot of, you know, close contacts and people yeah. have to, you know, sort of lay low for a few days. Um, it's definitely just a little nerve wracking now. Um, just with the, 
testing protocols and the quarantine protocols and the, the return to play protocols. Yeah. So if you get it now, you know, that, that sidelines you for like almost two weeks just with every, everything that you have to do. So like the day of a meet, like it's okay to maybe be exposed, but like the next day you don't want to be exposed because then you're going to be yeah. missing the meet in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's go into the race. You know, as you mentioned, pretty star sided field, probably headlined and won by Ben Blankenship, Sam Prakel all, also in the field. You know, what, what are you feeling like setting the line, looking down and, and seeing, you know, some pro athletes and you got your Williams singlet on how you, how you feeling, you know, right before the gun. Yeah, that, uh, definitely. Um, I noticed those guys for sure. Um, you know, especially the Williams singlet. It's like this, like on the older side of Nike singlets. Um, <laughs> I mean, that part is just sort of cool to embrace, like, the sort of underdog attitude. I uh, have been in a few races now throughout college where – and I guess a couple in high school where I, I just felt like, you know, I was towing the line with guys who were way better. Um, and in the past, I feel like I, I've had moments where, where I've let that become a little too uh, – I let myself become a little too starstruck maybe. Um so, you know, I just, I just had to say, you know what, like, we're here to, we're here to run fast. These guys are here to run fast. Like, like how bad could it be if I, if I tried to hang with them? Like, yeah, if I, I die I like, and run a 65 last lap, like, so what? I'm probably still running pretty fast. <laughs> I liked your, your Instagram caption after the race. I was like, took a deep breath and just sent it. I think that was Thanks. A, yeah. kind of encapsulates that mentality. So what was the goal kind of going into the race? Was the record on your mind? Um, what were you thinking going into it? Yeah, of course the record was on, on my mind. Like I, I wanted to run fast. I knew I could at least PR. It's been right over two years since I, since my old PR. Um, so, you know, I guess that would be like the lower hanging fruit. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I knew the race was being paced for 750. Um, so I thought, perfect. If I'm at the back of the, of the train at the mile, I'll be coming through and around like the pace that is appropriate for me. And like, who, who knows? Like it could be, it could be something, something good. Like hope fingers crossed it'll, that's something good is under the records. And luckily it was. What's the training been like if you were planning to do a BU 3k, you know, kind of similarly or not similarly, like close after cross country, you know, now it's later in January, you know, what's that look like for you since cross country has been over? Yeah. Um, so I, the, the moment cross country ended, I sort of had to regroup. I've been playing a lot of defense, um, battling injuries or just hold, holding off little things all throughout the, the summer, really it started in the spring. Um, and, uh, I got some imaging done, um, right after nationals turns out that I had a stress fracture in, um, I guess the spring or early summer or something like that. Um, and that was looking back, must've been something that I picked up in, in Boulder. Um, and the problems related to that just lingered throughout the season. Um, so come December, I wanted to just like try to just, totally squash out all these little things 
and like just get fresh, get healthy and, and build back a little bit. Um, so my mileage has not been, not been high. I mean, I, I started running again, um, I guess, you know, a couple or two or two or three weeks into December. Um, and then got in a couple good workouts when I was home over break. Um, I guess that was after Christmas, um, started jumping workouts again. And I guess things have just been, been clicking. I've just been doing, I guess the right, uh, the right PT exercises or something. <laughs> um, good strides, I guess, you know, a lot of strides. <laughs> was there any, like, but it was a surprise. Was there any, like one workout that you, that you hit and afterwards you were like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. I can go for that record. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just the like, strides. I ran a, <laughs> Yeah, the strides, like, I don't know, you know, on on Thursday, I did a workout and like towards the end, I did a couple 400s at like, you know, 63, 64 and thought to myself, like, okay, those, those still feel pretty hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's just see how it goes. <laughs> Does this change what you think you can do this coming track season? I guess uh, a little, I mean, I, I think I could run faster than 755, you know, bef maybe before I thought I could run faster than, than eight flat. Um, so I guess it does shift the goalposts a little bit, but um, I've, I I do think, you know, I, I, I would have been in the same, same mindset whether or not I ran this race. Um, just I've always had sort of higher goals and, and still think I can run a little faster and, you know, want to, want to squeak out all those seconds that I can. Yeah. You, you, so you broke 15 on, well, yeah, you broke 15 unofficially in the D three books. Now you've broken eight. Crush 15. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 14. 14. Yeah. You destroyed <laughs> 15. You're <laughs> yeah. You broke 14. You got eight. There's one more number out there that, you know, you go for the trifecta. Is that on your mind? Yep. Uh, for sure. Um, definitely going to try to run a fast mile at some point soon. Um, as of now, I'm, I'm ent or entering in uh, the BU meet in a couple or not even a couple of weeks in like 10 days or whatever it is now um, at Terrier. Nice. Um, just to, because again, uh, you know, the, we don't get too many chances to run fast. So we're just going to, going to go for it. Um, so we'll, we'll run the mile at, at Terrier and, hopefully square that away nice uh, yeah speaking of that sub four d3 mile jeremy hernandez um he's running for yeah. empire elite right now i i follow them on instagram i ran with them like a week ago great people but i saw they gave you like a shout out on uh instagram what's your sort of connection to them yeah well you know I, i'm from new york city and they're okay, a new york sweet. team um over covid they're they're one of their coaches, John Troutman, uh, had reached out to me just offering, you know, to just link up on runs. Um, partly, you know, because he, he knew that, you know, it's COVID and, and training yeah. alone stinks. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> um, probably because he thought I was graduating and maybe would, would try to, you know, get me interested in the team if I was staying at home in New York. Um, so I, uh, I, I, just sort of became friends with those guys and um, uh, 
have have joined them on on a handful of runs. I ran with with Jeremy just uh, over over winter break. We had a good workout. Nice. Um, so that was that was with him. That was like uh, the first sort of rust buster workout, and it was pretty tough and pretty fun to to run with him. That was awesome. Yeah, they're they're a great crew. They're they're so nice. Yeah, they're they're really great. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you think, you know, long-term here, let's start with indoor nationals. Any idea of what you want to do? I'm sure there's some DMR talks, but you probably have some personal goals as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I'll be most likely running the 3K, um, but also the DMR. We're definitely aiming for the DMR. Um, our plan, you know, pre-COVID um, – you know, our plan, I guess, right when, you know, the meet was canceled, we were going to be running the DMR. I was also going to be running the 3K. Um, I think there's no reason not to still do that double. Um, I, you know, I was, I felt ready for it two years ago. I feel, I feel like it's still a good, good decision this time around. Um, so we'll try to run a DMR and get qualified and, and, and really tackle that. On your episode with Elias, you know, we went into your all's breakthrough over the past spring here, you know, seeing him get runner up at nationals, you know, how are you feeling for, for your teammate, for your friend? I know you guys were joking around about the, the rivalry between, between you two, that would friendly rivalry, I should say that would go on throughout the season. (laughs) But uh, yeah. How, you know, talk about your teammate Elias there for a second. Yeah. I mean, watching Elias get second was so incredible and just bonkers to me <laughs> like just i mean just from from knowing where we came like knowing his progression over the past few years like he he passed me at a certain point in cross country nationals and like it's, i didn't know that he was even still still around so it sort of surprised me i was just like oh like i'm dying we have like i don't know 1400 meters to go like i i knew that he was going to be passing me and I wasn't going to see him again. So I'm just like, okay, Elias, like you got this, like go for it. And just because of the, the way the course shakes out, like I could see him making some really strong moves from my vantage point, a fair ways behind <laughs> and, and watching him just storm to the lead. I was just thinking like, Oh my God, Elias is about to win. Elias is going to be a national champion. <laughs> this is insane. Of course he, he, got second in a great finish um but i was just all smiles crossing the line um just from like 50 meters out i was like already starting to to celebrate for for elias and i just like immediately like ran up to him and we were we were both really really stoked to to both run just really good hard races we just we left out what we could and uh that's definitely more of the that is representative of our relationship um it's not a it's not a, like a unhealthy rivalry at all um i think in the summer you guys symbiotic. said you wanted to make it a, a toxic rivalry just just to make it toxic <laughs> yeah um we we failed, we, failed. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can pick it back up though we could i'll start um yeah i'll start writing him like mean texts or something <laughs> um go. Yeah, it's really discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> so we're holding people 
to it if you want. You know, you've done some crazy things already. Sub four is on your mind. Any definitive times you want to speak into existence here on the double? Um, God, no, not really. Um, it's fine. I mean, geez. So the record's 359.01. Like 359.00 would be pretty nice. Um, I'll take it. I mean, hell, we're, while we're here, like, what's the world record? Like, 347? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it anytime you want. That's what we'll take it. Three minutes. I'm going to be the first man under three. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, honestly, a DMR, a DMR record attempt, I think, is also also on the horizon. So nice. we were, we were like point oh whatever off of it yeah. last time we tried. Yeah. Um, so uh, regrouping and going, going after that will, will be pretty fun too. Awesome. Nice. Well, yeah, we're, we're excited for you. 755.29, fastest yes. ever, 3K. Has it hit you yet? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, well congrats yeah, thanks on for that. On. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. No, yeah, just saying congrats on that. It's excited what's next. It's going to be going to be fun watching. Glad we got you here on the, the first episode of the double. Yeah, I really appreciate your support. Thanks a For lot. Sure. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, see you guys. See you. Aiden. Well, that was pretty cool to hear from Aiden after running the fastest 3K ever. I'm excited to see what he can do coming up this track season. Sub four, I mean, that would be pretty wild. Yeah. I think that would be, he would be obviously the only person to do sub 14, sub eight, and sub four. So something to look out for yeah it's gonna be fun excited to watch that so yeah now we're moving into to ella baron right yeah ella baron the runner-up in the 15 and 5k last outdoor season she just placed ninth overall in cross country with her team johns hopkins taking the title their seventh seventh national title in the last nine years a complete dynasty so it's fun to learn more about her and her perspective at johns hopkins so enjoy our conversation with ella all right now we're joined by ella baron from johns hopkins ella thanks for joining us today thanks so much for having me yeah we're excited to hear a little bit more about you and what you have in store for this season but before we jump into you know the current day let's take a step back recently uh to cross country you look at your tifers you know you ran in september and then the big question for johns hopkins was was where's ella despite the team running really well still you know you weren't there until the national meet where you all won the national title congratulations you were ninth overall but what happened from September until you finishing ninth at the national meet? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so yeah, right after Iona, I you know was feeling really good going into the race. Um, but coming out of that meet, I felt something really familiar and I'm definitely no stranger to injuries. And um, I put myself in a boot because it was hurting to walk. And so I didn't even try running. And then shortly after that, I found out that I had a stress fracture in my calcaneus, which is my heel bone. And I actually had the same injury a year ago. Um, so the summer of 2020, 
Um, so it, it seemed really familiar and there's a reason why. So it was good to get an explanation um, behind that. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of just um, stopping all running and trying to minimize the amount of forces I was putting on my foot and trying to think of other options so that I can be back when it mattered more. How soon before the, the national meet did you like get back to actually running? So my first land run was two weeks before nationals. Wow. And prior to that, I was able to alter G like two or three times a week. I tried to add in some alter G workouts, but my hamstrings hated me. <laughs> so I, I like kind of had to stop that since it was kind of pulling on the back of my knee and causing knee pain. Um, so, so yeah, two weeks out from nationals was my first land run. And then I was able to do um, two, two or three workouts on land, like around 15 minutes of hard effort um, before then. So I at least had some familiar, familiar, excuse me, familiarity going into the meet. Um, and, but yeah, so it was, it was definitely a gamble. Um, I'm not used to going into meets, especially national championships, feeling underprepared. And so it was a little bit um, up in the air, but I'm definitely glad that I was able to contribute. And that was really the goal um, for me that day was to put my best foot forward and contribute as much as I could. Yeah, well, congrats, ninth is, that's <laughs> awesome, especially after only running for two weeks. Thanks. Yeah, what was your mentality like heading into the race? Did you expect yourself to be as far up in the pack as you were? Definitely not. Um, <laughs> I was really concerned that I would kind of hit a wall around 4K. Um, so the goal was, or the plan going into the meet was for me to pack run with the team like we've been doing all season. And if I felt like I had a second gear, I would then push the last 2K um, and try to move up as much as I could. And so that was that was the, the game plan. And but yeah, I didn't know how far up I I was I placed when I crossed the finish line. Um, in fact, yeah, I felt like I was closer to 20th or 25th. Um, at that point in the race, um, since I had no sense of where I was, honestly. <laughs> Transitioning kind of out of cross, um, how did you sort of decide to run that early 3K? Because obviously that's some people ran um, 3Ks, 5Ks right after cross. What sort of was the conversation like with your coach and everything? And how did you settle on doing that 3K at Ocean Breeze, right? Fast track. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was at Ocean Breeze. And Bobby tends to push um, people coming off of cross with using their cross fitness to try to see if they can run a qualifier if they're feeling healthy and mentally there. Um, and so since I had only raced nationals and I mean, all of cross country was definitely not a break for me since I was still cross training, but um, I felt like I had another race left in me before um, taking a longer break um, right before finals. So. So yeah, I was just feeling a little, I was feeling motivated and um, because of the ongoing pandemic, I wasn't really sure what sort of opportunities would be available for our team in January. Obviously we were all hopeful that we would have a normal in indoor season, but um, I know that we're seeing that spectators now cannot come to meets. So um, I think I just wanted to take the opportunity when I could and 
um, definitely glad that it worked out. You mentioned you were only running on land for two weeks prior to the national meet. What what sort of workouts or what sort of mileage were you being able to do from the national meet to that 3K? Um, let me think. I want to say like high 20s, low 30s. Um, I'm a pretty low mileage person in general, so I don't really go much higher than 45 miles a week. Um, that's kind of where my body um, taps out. So I, so yeah, like I, I would say like low 30 miles a week going into the 3k is probably where it's at. Yeah. Hearing, hearing that and how much cross training you were doing, I think a lot of times people when they're hurt, like, Oh, I'll go on the bike for 30 minutes or I'll swim for 20. You know, what sort of cross training were you doing to kind of keep yourself at this all American level? Yeah, so I got really into biking, this injury. Um, it kind of changes depending on what I'm dealing with. So in the past, I would swim for like an hour to an hour and a half <laughs> um, and or aqua jog. But this time, since it was a relatively low grade stress fracture, I opted to bike. And so I would bike probably anywhere from an hour to two hours, um, two hours for like to simulate a long run. And then um, I would simulate workouts on the bike as well, which would probably add up to be like an hour and a half of work. And then I would have easy bikes where I'd just go and bike an hour to 75 minutes, just really whatever I felt like and was mentally able to do that day. Was that like stationary bike or were you outdoors? Yes, it was stationary bike. Yeah, Jeez. Baltimore is nice. not the <laughs> is not nice. the most bike friendly city. Right, <laughs> as mental mental strength building right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How are you feeling now? You know, you have a break. You already have your national qualifier. You know, what's training looking like for you right now? I'm feeling good. Um, training is going well. Um, it's just like a couple workouts a week, and I finally got back up to my typical mileage of 40 to 45 miles. So I'm looking to hold that there and maybe lengthen my long run a little bit, but definitely getting into some faster pace stuff. Um, I haven't really touched uh, my mile race pace since outdoor of last year until this past week. So that was a little bit of a transition. Um, but, but yeah, I'm looking forward to upcoming races and hopefully putting down some faster times, um, really just looking to improve um, my 3K and mile PRs this season. And what are kind of the, the goals going forward? Because last year outdoors, you were second in the 15 and the 5K. Um, yeah, is it going to be similar focus this year for outdoors and then indoors kind of mile 3K? Yes, yeah. The plan right now is mile 3K, maybe a DMR. Um, so yeah, I really, things are just up in the air. We'll see where our DMR is going to nationals because I know that that's a priority for Bobby. Um, he's a big DMR guy. Um, and also just my teammates trying to get as many people to nationals as we can. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to also a little bit emphasize the mile on 3K and just trying to score as many points as I can in indoor um, and try to go after a, a team podium finish, PLC. 
Yeah. One question, you know, I think a lot of people are curious as you're the first woman from Johns Hopkins we've, we've spoken to, you know, this past cross country season, and this is obviously a track show, but it kind of goes into your track culture as well. You all won your seventh in the past nine years. What's it like being a part of just a dominant dynasty? I know you have some, you have some track and field folks as well that can kind of help put the pieces together for a track team, but primarily this track season, I'm sure, you know, a lot will be relied on, on the distance squad to, to bring you some points. So what's it like kind of being a part of that culture and that dynasty? Yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, it's part of the reason why I came to Hopkins. I had a really close team in high school. And so that's kind of what I was looking for in college as well. Um, and just people really like, they love running and they love spending time together. And yeah, I think like going into nationals this year, we we knew that we really wanted to carry on that legacy and so that definitely adds a little bit of pressure but at the same time it's a lot of fun to be a part of it um and just recognize that you're like going through this with your teammates and that's a really big emphasis on in our program um starting with coming from bobby and then all the way throughout the team is just really focusing on relationships and um forming those bonds that will transcend college. So um, it's been it's been really, really special. And I'm definitely thankful that I've been able to contribute um, on the national stage now as well. Any uh, any big time goals that you want to throw out? Or if you want to want to keep them under wraps, understandable, but miles <laughs> 457, right? That new 3 KPR 936. Any any big times you're chasing? Yeah, um, <laughs> I um i'd probably want to run as close to 440 as i can in the mile um so just not a specific time goal i think i would be happy with with a lot of things yeah. but um and then specifically in the 3k i actually ran a 930 time trial in september so i definitely want to officially break it and i have my eyes on 923 or 924 because that's our school record so nice Awesome. That, Best of luck with those. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And that 440 time, that's a, a mile D3 record. Yeah. You saw Aiden be. just did 3K <laughs> record. We're going to see a mile record this year. Potentially. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. We love it. Cause yeah, well, uh, I think this is going to be a big season for a lot of D3 folks and, and breaking records and, it's exciting to see you right now. So best of luck to you. And, you know, thanks so much for joining us on the double, our brand new YouTube live show. Yes. Thank you, Ella. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're back. All right. We're back. Sorry about the lag there. We'll, uh, we're going to have to fire our intern on the tech team uh, <laughs> for that. But yeah, we, we, we recorded with Ella yesterday. Yeah. So. Recorded with her yesterday, then just brought the video in. Yep. So it's all right. We'll put the video up on uh, social media so you can see it in live action and not just uh, in video or in frozen video form. But <laughs> moving along in the the show here, we're now joined by another runner who had a great opening 3K to the season. He was third overall in cross country, led the CMS distance team to a sixth place finish. Henry Pick ran 8-11 to get his season started, and he's here with us today. Henry, welcome to the double. 
How's it going? Thank you. It's uh, it's going well here in Claremont, California. Yeah, we before we got started here, you let us know that you got to join in an apartment, not a dorm. So what's the apartment life like for you? Um, I do have to go for like a mile commute to school, which if I were not a runner or, um, <laughs> you know, comfortable going long distances, that would be pretty tough. But um, honestly, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, we have like much better living facilities than school. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm here with a bunch of my, my running buddies. So nice. So you like a little track shack action going on, some throwback <laughs> flow track for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Have you guys it. started school yet? Uh, yeah, this is our first week back. Got uh, it. But we're remote though, so. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's let's start this off. You know, I mentioned you were third overall in cross country. You had a really strong end of the year, winning conference, winning regionals, and then third overall. Um, you know, take us through that last part of the season, you know, your team was looking strong all year, you know, was that third place a surprise to you? Obviously you won a regional against Pomona. So I'm sure you feel like you had a strong finish in you. Yeah. I mean, so the whole, this season I was hoping to be sort of a breakthrough, um, from the start of my summer, summer training, but it didn't really go exactly to plan. Um, I had uh, a lot of momentum develop in those last three races and it was a little bit um, nerve wracking getting to the middle of the season and like, um, yeah, right. I ran like 2630 at, at the Louisville Classic. So that was, um, I, I think at that point I had a lot of pressure to, you know, really decide <laughs> it, do I want to change my goals and, um, yeah, adjust expectations. But um, ultimately, I think I realized that was just sort of a blip um, and that I was in pretty good shape. Um, maybe I needed to readjust my confidence and like rediscover my my enjoyment in racing. Um, and I think that that did come through at, at region or at, at conference. Um, and yeah, like we we went we went out in a pretty uh, in a pretty substantial pace. Like I had not broken twenty five this season, um, and yeah, we came through the the three mile at like sub sub fifteen for sure. Um, and then from there, I kind of just stayed up with the front pack of PP runners and um, <clears throat> had a pretty good pretty good kick. That that race gave me a lot of confidence and I think that kind of carried through to the next three. Um, and then the nationals finish was, it was something that I was hoping for, but honestly, I, I was kind of surprised that I was able to pull that off. So how do you match this heightened confidence then with this fitness that maybe seems like it was just buried in you? Like how did you pull this, these last, you know, regionals and, and nationals off with, like, how do you take that? How do you hone in? It seems like everyone's going to want to know, how do you hone in that kind of confidence to pull off a uh, third place finish? Um, honestly, I, I completely like reframed how I was thinking about races. Um, I, I think before it was, it was much more of a, like, I had to force myself to want a time 
or to, yeah, like see our team finish in a certain place. Um, and I, I don't think I'm really motivated by those types of quantitative goals. I think it's much more of um, what, what am I racing for? Like who am I racing to impress or, you know, de demonstrate my, um, my work in the sport. Um, and then also like, I started to, uh, to sort of think of things as being like, so, sort of in a, in a theatrical sense, almost like this race is predetermined. Um, everyone here is, you know, acting and I'm the main character. Um, all victories and losses are my own. And there's like sort of this heroic story that follows through the race. Um, and that I think made me more of an intelligent racer. I wanted to like maybe turn heads in the last third of the race. Whereas, you know, before I was kind of like trying to get out into the front pack and, you know, really early on, like push myself. But um, yeah, I think, I think that reframing um, really did develop a good confidence and better racing strategies. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's. I think that's a, a unique kind of perspective to racing that I hadn't like heard or considered. But I love that. Thanks. Um, I wanted to ask you about your coach, uh, Marina Munkin. Right? She she hasn't been there that long, right? Yeah, this is her first year. Okay, um, nice. Coaching a team that's on campus. Yeah. Right. So yeah, how how has that sort of transition been? Uh, obviously, you guys are doing awesome, men and women, um, both placing super well in cross. Um, how has that been sort of adjusting to a new coach, new training? Um, I'm, I'm really liking it. I think her coaching style and sort of my, um, um, yeah, my athlete preferences match very well. Um, I don't really like to, or I, over, over the years, I, I realized that I don't really like to overthink, um, times or, you know, what I'm going to what my plan is going to be um, in a workout or in a race. Um, and I mean, M Marina allows people who like to do that to, uh, you know, to really dig in there, but she doesn't, she in no way forces me to, you know, develop what I feel to be like kind of stressful um, behaviors or, or strategies and races. And um, I think that's been a huge advantage to me this, this past season. Yeah, that's I don't awesome. want to just gone well. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to disrupt the conversation, but I wanted to ask, and it was—it's been put in the chat, and I'm gonna throw it up on the screen here. Was the huge pile of cool ranch Doritos already addressed? <laughs> it hasn't been, but yeah, we have to ask, what's going on in the background there? Oh, um, well, over the course of the semester, I've been spending all of my—it's um, like weekly school allowance, basically on. Uh, <laughs> bags of Cool Ranch Doritos and I've accumulated probably 70 plus bags. A lot of them have gone to um, either personal consumption or uh, community donations. And I, I actually at one point saved the bags and um, made a Halloween costume out of them. Um, so they're kind of a prized possession of mine back there. That's awesome. Love it. It's a great placement. Yeah. People listening on the on the Spotify, the podcast feed are gonna be so confused, but that's how you gotta tune into the YouTube. This, yeah. this is the only content you can get on the live show. So 
something that's interesting from a perspective on the West Coast side with you all and Pomona, you don't necessarily do a whole lot of indoor racing. Uh, this year we saw you, Miles Christensen, and Meredith Blouse head over to BU to run some 3Ks. Meredith ran a 5K. What went into that decision? Uh, you ended up running the number seven all time. You throw in the oversized tracks, you're number nine all time. Obviously, it worked out. So what went into, you know, flying across country to go on a fast 3K? I think that was kind of Marina's initiative, our, our coach. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy that she, uh, she encouraged me to do it. I, she, was on the, she was on the East Coast at Rutgers before. Um, so I think that was like something they did a lot. Um, and she knew that it was super fun. Um, obviously I feel the same way. So yeah, I think our, our head coach for track, um, gave us the, gave us the go ahead and, uh, we kind of just headed out there. I wanted to, I wanted to see what I could run off of like pretty good fitness at the end of the season and miles and Meredith and, uh, and my other teammate, Laura felt the same. And Sorry, had, Laura. Like, a free weekend. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So nice. you're at 11 and you also had your teammate, he, Miles ran 813. You know, you mentioned that you had a new found confidence from cross country. You know, what does this do for you now heading towards track? Um, I think over the past month or so, I, um, I've really been trying to tell myself to, um, focus on, like preseason things, training, um, developing healthy living habits, uh, you know, keeping, in in the <laughs> sorry about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Keeping in contact with my, with my teammates. Um, and yeah, sort of step, stepping off the gas with, um, like, yeah, rate racing confidence, basically. Um, I think that'll come, later, later in the season. And, um, as I start competing with, uh, like top names and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, right now, I think right now and for the past couple of months, it's just been sort of a period to refocus. Do you know when your, your next race is or what you have planned? Um, we have a number of preseason meets. I think there's one in mid February. Okay. But there's nothing big until I want to say Oxy Distance Carnival. Nice. Um, I think that might be sometime in March. So will you guys not run indoor nationals? We will. Oh, sorry. We will run indoor nationals. Um, both okay. Miles and I will be in the 3K and I believe Meredith's in the 5. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Got it. So it's kind of like one of those, like, let's see if we can get a qualifier. If we do great, if not, we'll continue with what normal training is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got it. And yeah, sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if those will be qualifiers, you know, or it's, it's a fast. Period. <laughs> oh, you, you all will surely be qualifiers. All right. I guess you got to wait and see. You're right. Let's wait and see what the season's like, but, uh, yeah, we know we just had Aiden on running 755. You ran 811. Alex Phillip has already run 1358. You know, D3 is on the rise right now. Are you pretty fired up to be among, you know, those names now of running some pretty fast times? Yeah. Um, 
this is like i mean i i didn't really pay much attention to the top end before um so i like now now that i'm looking at the history of d3 i'm realizing that this is like kind of a special field um and uh i think every day it's it's becoming more more and more of an excitement that i'm going to be able to um to race hopefully with those other guys um and yeah maybe be uh be a member of this historic season definitely yeah it's that's exciting it's it's gonna be gonna be fun watching i'm excited to uh to see how it continues going as a out looking at outdoors are you yeah. a 5k 10k i've seen some 15s on your tfers you know what are we gonna see from you in the outdoor season yeah i don't really think i'm much of a mid d guy uh probably five and ten i was thinking about doing the steeple but um nice. i have not had any any prior experience there so maybe give it a give it a shot or two yeah we, we've asked the other two to throw some times out you know you're yeah. if you're more than welcome to <laughs> give some times that you're hoping to hit that you're, you're wanting to run this year do you have any in mind um i definitely want to go for a sub 14 in the um in the 5k I don't really have any good idea of where I'll fall in the 10. Um, I know that the D3 record there is quite, is quite impressive. Uh, so I don't, um, yeah, I don't really know where I fall relative to that. And then in the 3K indoor nationals, depends on what, what Aiden uh, decides to go for, but you know, anything within five sec, five, 10 seconds of him would be uh yeah, would be sick. Yeah, you're running pretty well if you're uh, yeah. if you're that close to him. Eight oh five. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Before we let you go, there was one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, you th when you think cross country, you think grass, mud, spikes, all of that. You look at pictures on the West Coast, and we see you all, Pomona. <laughs> Rock and vapor flies on the streets. Yeah. Are you all running cross country on the West Coast or was it road racing this past fall? Um, I think most of our courses were very flat. Um, I don't know really how, how many not flat courses they have on the East Coast. And I think yeah. that's probably the primary op or the primary difficulty in running a cross country race. I don't really give that much, uh, um, <clears throat> like notice to muddy conditions or whatever, but it, it is nice to be in the vapor flies. Um, I think most of our courses were very forgiving though. There was not much challenge um, in yeah, terrain or, or elevation that we did. I'm just giving you guys a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I totally understand it. <laughs> it, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks so much, Henry, for joining us. Yeah, it was thank you. Fun to learn more about you, and didn't realize the crazy rise you had. I, I knew it was a, a pretty big one, but to yeah. hear you're from Louisville to third place is is quite the quite the jump. So we're excited to see what you can do this track season. Yeah, keep going. Thank you guys for sure.
We'll see Thanks, you later. Henry. All right. Have have a have a good rest rest of the day. You too. too and thank you. Nice. All right. Well, that was sweet. And yeah, moving forward, we uh, we apologize about that technical difficulty there uh, with Ella, but great to hear from Henry and and those CMS guys. I know the West Coast seeing some of our comments saying that. <laughs> we were biased. I don't know if they meant we were biased or that the coaching association was biased against the West, but um, that actually brings up a point that I want to make, you know, on Henry and CMS is the Pomona Pitzer guys, you know, just like, and their women, just like CMS, they weren't on campus at all during 2020. Mm. And so for what they did, both CMS and PP as, you know, both programs to go to cross country, all four being the top 10, you know, Pomona winning is fairly impressive for not being around each yeah. other. And now they missed a whole track season. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they can run in track now that they've been on campus here for majority of the year. Yeah. Now I'm excited to see I've already thrown down some incredible times. It's going to be going to be fun to watch. Our, our resident, uh, our resident correspondent, Jordan Carpenter, obviously was the former Pomona Pitzer coach, gave some insider info that a, you know, potentially someone unattached ran uh, 150 last year who's currently at Pomona. So we'll see that come to fruition here in in the future in this track season. You know, as we begin to wrap up here, we want to try to keep it to an hour Anything catching your eye heading into this weekend or in the future? I'm I'm definitely excited um, to keep watching for some DMRs. It looks like so many teams that just have multiple people that are so good. Like we just talked to Henry and Aiden, who both have another teammate that is running right beside them a few seconds back. Um, it's, there's so many, after the COVID year, so many teams, um, so many people have come back for either a fifth year or sometimes even a sixth year. Um, there's just so many good people in D3 that I'm sure we don't even know about yet. Um, so uh, relays are always so fun to watch. But yeah, I think DMR is going to be awesome watching the future. I'm excited um, for the Gotham Cup. That's pretty close to me. I have some friends watching that, that Ella was talking about. Ella's racing. Um, she's entered in the mile. Um, so that should be fun. Should be a fast race. Yeah. I'm excited to, that's one I'm probably going to be, if I can't get off work to go, actually, there's no spectators, unfortunately, but I'll definitely be watching that live. Some of my house major race and, and yeah, I'll be, be cheering for Ella. Yes. So we've seen the men's three K go down. Yeah. Alex Phillip took a stab at the men's five K. I'm sure Cassie Parker, and others could go for the indoor 5k women's 3k could be in the mix the women's mile we just talked to ella uh so i think it's gonna be a a a prominent year in distance running but there's also going to be other events that we're going to see some big marks from one race that i have a heat sheet from that i want to point out here before we take off otterbein this weekend former d3 all-american chase hampton he looks to be pacing a pretty strong field. You got Jamie Daly out of John Carroll, Simon Hayes, Wilmington, and Bill Daly off his fresh mile PR with some D1 unattached Ohio guys. So let's see what they can do. I think the pacing is going to be like 8, 10, 8, 15 range. We'll see. But okay. um, that's a, a race to watch. But yeah, the double, we did it. Our first one. 
There we go. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, we got plenty more coming. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a, a big year for D3 running, guys. It's already a big year. Um, already a record broken. So it's only going to keep getting better. So thanks for uh, tuning in and watching us, and let's keep it rolling. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next week, and uh, subscribe for more. Yes, like, comment, subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, smash we're that bell. Now. Yes. Smash that notification bell. All right, that does it for the first episode of The Double. Thanks for everyone who tuned in live to watch with us, and thanks to everyone who listened today. We appreciate Ella, Aiden, and Henry coming on to talk with us about their seasons and what's to come. We're going to be cheering for them and hope you all will too. As mentioned at the top of the show, check us out on Patreon if you like what we're doing and want to support this project. Follow us on social media and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss next week's episode. We have a great episode coming up on Tuesday with Christina Welsh. She went from 329 to 233 in the marathon. Until then, here's to the glory days.